Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. and happy November 10th. It is Wednesday, which means we are halfway through the week. Also means we get to talk about The Bachelorette today, which is so exciting. Last night's episode was full of drama and tears. I cried too many times. Anyway, you guys, I am Allison. I am the host of Pop Chaser, the daily pop culture podcast brought to you by The Dip. Every day we will bring you the biggest headlines in entertainment together. So to start off, Let's talk about Dancing with the Stars, which was on Monday night. Didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. Just wrapping at Dancing with the Stars. We made it to another week and we got some tens on the board. I just want to say thank you so much for voting for me. Thank you so much for supporting me in this journey. It has been a doozy, but I'm not going to let y'all down. I'll see y'all next week. I just want to say that I really do think that Cody Rigsby is going to win this thing. The Peloton family is huge. They are continuously voting for him. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it. Do I think Cody is the best dancer on the show? No, I don't. But do I think that he has improved the most? Yeah. I mean, this is somebody who got like 30 points on Monday night's episode and started the whole season getting like 26. That is huge. And I'm not saying that the other people haven't improved either, but I don't know. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't know if there's been that type of growth. Also, I think that we need to look at the numbers. We see Melora Hardin, who's falling into the bottom when it comes to the overall votes, which means that maybe there's not the fan vote there. Whereas like Suni Lee has 1.5 million followers on Instagram, which again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but my gut is telling me that's probably more than anyone else on that show. So the votes are there for her. The votes I think are there for Cody. I mean, you've got every Peloton instructor bringing it up during the rides. So I think that we could see Cody at least make it to the final three. At least he's in the semifinals. It's going to get tough though. I mean, at this point, anyone who leaves, it feels kind of like a blow. Whereas, you know, there's always those weeks where you're like, well, we could lose that person. So I hope it's not Cody. I hope he can make it to the end. I would love to see him bring home the Mirrorball trophy to the Peloton studios in New York, but we just got to keep voting, fam. We just got to keep voting. Okay, now we can talk about The Bachelorette, my other ABC early in the week TV watch. I want to say something. There are guys here that think that they have it in the back. They're not showing you the effort that you deserve. This is a desperate ploy to just sabotage everything. I came in on my white horse and I saved her. I'm not this massive prize at the end of this. So last night's Bachelorette was emotional, to say the least. There were a lot of tears across the board from the contestants, from Michelle. I think the best place to start is perhaps her one-on-one with Martin, which is, um, how do I say this? Felt like a huge red flag to me. When Martin and Michelle went drifting, felt like a Fast and Furious scene, which as we talked about yesterday, number one fan here. 
I, I thought the date was fun, but when they got to that hot tub, which was essentially in a junkyard, and it looked like that one scene in High School Musical 3, the worst one, where they're like dancing and there's like, it's like a dance off. There's like, t- there's literally like tires behind them and they're in a metal tub. They get into the conversation about Jamie, who was eliminated last week per Michelle's decision that she felt, you know, he was not representing himself the best. And she had a lot of conversations with him about him and ultimately was like, you are not a person for me. It's time for you to leave. Now, Martin starts defending Jamie in this tub, and it gets pretty awkward, not because he what what he was saying about Jamie I think actually if anything he was saying you know I ultimately think he is a good guy it was the way he was kind of dismissing Michelle's opinion on him and I think that that did set off a bit of a red flag for Michelle she even said so and she looked physically uncomfortable and this guy you know he's like holding her shoulder holding on to her and she thousand yard stare could not get out of that tub quick enough now fast forward to the dinner that they didn't eat she brought up this concern with him. He came up with an excuse that I didn't really follow, um, but I do think Michelle bought it. And I'm not saying that it wasn't necessarily authentic. It just, to me, to me, the red flag was there. It was in the ground. And I don't think I needed more from Martin. Now, if you want to see Martin, this is a bit of a change in topic. If you want to see Martin before his hair was the color it is currently, go to the dip.com, use the promo code pop chaser for 50% off your annual subscription. We have photos of him with the brown hair, you guys, his natural hair, and he looks completely different and he looks great. This not so much. I'm not into this. Now I'm not saying that's not for somebody out there. It's not for me. Okay. Let's move on to the group date, the group date that left way too many people in tears. So On this group date, the men all get pajamas and they have to pillow fight with big teddy bears that they made. It's basically a -a Build-A-Bear date turned into a violent date, just like they do every season. Now, during the date portion, everybody ignored Michelle. And I really do think that, I don't think there was any malintent with that. I think these men are genuinely friends and we're really having fun with their friends. Now, that's not necessarily the worst thing, but at the same time, Michelle is the reason you're here. And I'm not saying it's wrong reasons, but I do think that it's misguided reasons. You're not here to just have fun and lay in a giant teddy bear, Nate. You're here to meet somebody, to learn about somebody and get to know them and maybe fall in love with them. On top of that, Michelle had previously expressed how she really sometimes felt growing up othered. She felt separated from everybody else being oftentimes the only black girl in her class in school. And I think, I mean, I don't even think I know because she said it, this obviously hit a chord with her and it really hurt her. And it it was painful to watch because she is such a good person that you instantly empathize with this woman and seeing her cry while she's just like hanging out in the corner and all of these guys are just like goofing off. It was really sad to see. And also, I don't think I've ever seen that on the show before. And that's also why I really am enjoying this season, because that is something that I'm sure 
happens, but the editors don't make a thing out of it where the guys are focused on, you know, whatever, if they're making pots and clay formations, or I don't know, whatever the weird date is of the week, they're all having a good time. And maybe you have to, as the bachelor, you have to play host, but also you want to feel wanted. And I felt really bad for Michelle, but I was really appreciative of them showing that side because I am sure that it happens more than we see. And I, and I just, I felt for her so much though, that that was something that she had to go through. I really commend her yet again for expressing her feelings to the men. It hurt me that she was like, I don't want to ruin their fun, but she did, she did get it out. And the men listened. We have Olu who cried over it. Um, or Swolu, I think they called him during the teddy bear fighting days. <laughs> and then she had some really great conversations with the men following it. She talked to Nate because I think she expected more from him, which if that doesn't scream front runner, I don't know what else does. Uh, and, and then there's the Chris S of it, which I will get into. Actually, let's just get into it right now. Chris S, this little dweeb as Nate calls him. He is a dweeb. He's starting drama for no freaking reason. And it pisses me off that Michelle gave him a rose. I am sure he's not long for this world in terms of the show. I didn't like how that sounded. I'm sure he's not long for this show. I have a feeling he's probably going to stick around one more week and then leave. At the end of the day, look, Michelle probably only likes for real a couple of these guys, three max. My guess, it's Nate. I think it's Rick, who we will talk about. And perhaps, perhaps it's Joe. I don't, I don't know. There's other people in there. Uh, but it's not like she likes all of them. So for her to let go of someone over Chris S, that's fine. I mean, they weren't going to make it either. I am devastated to see Romeo go because Romeo is incredible. Uh, he's intelligent. He's attractive. He's thoughtful. The only downside is he wants to go to Burning Man one day. But Chris S., he's just here for the drama. It'll be one more week, and I guarantee that this guy leaves. Anyway, Chris S. causes drama, brings Nate's name into it. Nate then has a whole thing to do about it. I wish Chris S., just for the sake of entertainment, would have done what he wanted to do with the, this one's for Olu when he got the rose, but he chickened out because he is, as Nate said, a dweeb. And yeah, I mean, I really don't like the guy at all. I find him uh, not fun to watch. I don't find him, there's nothing appealing about him to me personally, but I am convinced that he is Ted from Schitt's Creek. A lot of other people have said he looks sometimes like Henry Cavill or John Travolta. I think that's because of the chin. Other people have said Sam Claflin from Hunger Games. There's a lot of comparisons. For me, it's Ted. I can't see anything else. Let me know who you think Chris S. looks like. Okay, the last thing we have to talk about Bachelor, and then we'll move on, is Rick's date. Now, Rick, beautiful eyes, beautiful eyelashes. He and Michelle had a very emotional date. I can't tell how much of it was set up manipulated by the producers, I'm sure almost all of it, in that they go on this hike. Michelle's always hiking. Can't this girl just stay on some level ground? Like just put her on sea level. But they go on this date and they come upon this wish box. And in it are some really thoughtful, really 
emotional wishes that people had left there. And one of them is that I wish my dad could see the man I became. And that causes Rick to open up about his father's death, his father's depression prior to his death, his family's overall trauma and tragedy of him at like 17, learning that his father was cheating on his mother, telling his mother, his dad, blaming him for their eventual split. I mean, very sad stuff. And while I really do think him and Michelle connected over it, it was, uh, you know, it felt a little, I mean, he had to tell her eventually, but it just felt kind of icky to me that like, we are just constantly using people's personal tragedy as a commodity on this show. And I, I also just can't imagine, and I've talked about this before, can't imagine what it's like being the receiver of all of that. I think Tasha had it really bad where a lot of the men just completely expressed and opened up about so many traumas that they had been through in their lives. Almost moment after moment, she was taking this in. And Michelle is also facing that. Now, that is a huge part of connecting with somebody, forming a relationship and growing that relationship. So I don't fault the men for doing that. We, we Storytelling is truly one of the most human things we can do because it allows us to empathize with each other. But it is, I am sure, just as traumatic to purge that information as it is to receive it. So I just have to commend both of them for being so eloquent in both sides of that. And I I really like Rick. I think that there is truly a connection there. Also, Andy Grammer was on the show. Andy Grammer, this is like the biggest, uh, I think, recording artist we've had on the show that I can think of other than like the Cranberries seasons and seasons back. But this is actually somebody I've heard of. So congrats to Andy Grammer on on making it. And yeah, that's my thoughts on Bachelor. I, I think that this season is going really well. I really like Michelle and we're heading to Minneapolis and I've never seen more people be excited to go to Minneapolis than these men. It's like, it's like when Tyra told the girls that they're going to like Thailand on America's next top model. And Danielle said, screw the gap sucker. I'm going to Thailand. Like that was basically some of these men. They're like, hell yeah, I'm going to Minneapolis, but you know what? I've never been to the great state of Minnesota. So what do I know? I'm really running my mouth here. Let's move on to another bit of entertainment news. So it's not confirmed by Netflix, but we all know that one of the largest TV shows of the year was Squid Game. And we've all wanted to know, will there be a season two? The showrunner the show creator, I should actually say, has now said that there will be a season two. He did not say it will be on Netflix. Netflix has not spoken out about this either yet, hopefully, fingers crossed. But this is what the showrunner said. He said, so there's been so much pressure, so much demand, so much love for a second season. So I almost feel like you leave us no choice. But I will say there will indeed be a second season. It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently, but I do think it's too early to say when and how that's going to happen fine, fair. I am not here to force this man's hand, but I just want to know that down the line, we will get it. Also, I think the way that Squid Game ended, and I'm not going to spoil anything, it is so like 
the stakes are so high that you really do have to plan out the entire thing before jumping into it because you cannot set up like, it's like a Michael Scott. I, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going until I get to the end of it. And I keep talking until I find I, I'm doing it right now, but you can't do that with squid game because the first season was so genius that you really need to plan out if there's going to be a third, fourth season, like what do all of those look like? So you can set it up appropriately in season two. But I just had to share that little news bit because it's very exciting. And I am, I can't wait. If you guys not have, have not watched squid game, what are you doing? What are you doing? How did you even participate in Halloween this year? Okay. And the last thing I have to just say is you, what are you doing here? I, uh, I, I own the place. I obviously loved you season three. I talked about it on this podcast. I talked about it at length on this podcast, multiple days. I have recently learned from Kaya Wilson, the dip social media manager, and also from just Jared that Victoria Pedretti, I'm going to try that one again, Victoria Pedretti and Dylan Arnold, Victoria Pedretti obviously plays love. Dylan Arnold plays Theo are possibly dating. Now it's not confirmed by either of them, but they were seen running errands, shopping for home essentials and grabbing coffees in, I don't actually know what town they were photographed in, but they were, they were shopping. Oh, and I just have to say that was I pro them in the show? Possibly. I wasn't against them, but do I, am I even more pro them in real life? Hell yeah, I am. Beautiful couple. I mean, that's all at this point, I don't know either of them, but they look great together and they're already shopping for home essentials. What is a home, a home essential, even like air diffusers, like maybe a, a reed diffuser, some bins from crate and barrel or bed, bath and beyond a Dyson cordless vacuum. That feels to me like nesting, you guys, I'm not against it. I want these two to be together. That's it. That's all. I just want them to be, be together. I ship it. I don't even like that term, but I do ship it. Uh, anyway, you guys, that is the last bit of news for the day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pop Chaser. If you have anything you'd like to add, you can tweet me at Allison Pivo. You can also tweet us at The Dip. We are all over social media and we always appreciate your follows. You can check us out on thedip.com. Use the promo code POPCHASER for 50% off your annual subscription. And until tomorrow, I hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday and cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.